Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We would like to acknowledge the Turbul and Yagara people as the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet, and we would like to pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. You can't cut it. It's in the cut now. Yep, you can't cut it. Yep, you can't you can't keep censoring me. Hi everyone and welcome (laughs) to General Queries, a podcast about the Brisbane Brisbane queer scene and also our continuous attempts to censor (laughs) me. I am your host, Talia. I am joined in the studio with the dulcet tones of Megan. No, I'm I've been censored. The censored every the dulcet censored tones. The dulcet censored tones. So now whenever I talk, is there just gonna be like that weird like white noise? Like that Yeah. Yeah. It's um we we're watching you. We're watching your every move. The government's already watching yeah, me. I don't cover my webcam. That's um, fair. <laughs> the FBI guy who watches me like watch endless episodes of the big bang theory <laughs> it's just Why like sweetheart just i don't know it's just nostalgic i know it's a bit problematic it's fine there's better comedy out there yeah but as mindless i don't think so okay that's fair mm. you just look at it you're going you live like this <laughs> basically watching me order thai food for the third time in one week and be like come on babe <laughs> <laughs> I do like the fact that like Jonathan is now our sound editor and I'm yet to always introduce them. Should I start doing that? Okay, good. No. No. I for, I was a resounding no from Jonathan. For, so for all intents and purposes Jonathan does not exist. Yeah. It's Fair. just this interjecting godlike voice. <laughs> we were also joined in the studio today with a darling friend. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, um this is Evie Ryder. Um if you forget my name, just think Easy Rider. <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> yep, and uh, I am from Open Doors, uh, LGBT plus Q brother boy sister girl youth service, and uh, here to chat about that today. And what are the other questions you might have? We talk about Open Doors every single week. We do talk about Open Doors quite a lot. So we figured that like a year into us talking about Open Doors, it'd be great to actually get some people from Open Doors to come and talk about what Open Doors actually does. Um, so do you want to start off by giving like a little blurb about what Open Doors a does? TLDR. A TLDR. All right. I'll give it my best shot because we do quite a lot and um, I probably don't give it a proper, a fair summary or briefing as such. I'll uh, start with my role. I am an alcohol and other drug support worker at Open Doors. So I work with you know, young people around, you know, providing like brief chats or, you know, about, you know, their supports or issues around alcohol and other drug use to putting on social groups or, and helping people connect and work through isolation and um, or some of the trauma and uh, stigma and discrimination around, you know, coming out or you know, being gay, lesbian, trans that kind of stuff 
Um, so with that, Open Doors does a bunch of other cool stuff like uh, uh, music groups, uh, art therapy groups, um, uh, to like drop-in spaces to uh, transgender diverse specific groups like Jelly Beans, mm-hmm. as well as like programs like Reconnect, which is about helping young people find housing and accommodation, uh, and a suicide prevention program, and uh, which is uh, yeah helping young people through those hard issues at times and also we have um uh trying to think um aod suicide prevention and housing reconnecting yep so that's the core some of the core work we do we have um also like a specialized sort of um first nations worker rocky and she does like a yarning group and stuff like that so it's like a mixture of groups like a, and a mixture of like service provision around those the key themes um, how bad is like, oh, how well, widespread is like drug and alcohol use in like the young queer community? Because it's up to like people up to like twenty five. Yeah, so we my in my role, we I guess I'm working from from twelve to twenty four, and um, I guess what I see in you know, um is young people, uh, especially in the transgender diverse community, really struggling with uh. Your, your isolation and rejection from family and uh, sometimes using alcohol and other drugs to cope with that. Um, and then on the other hand, I see young people struggling with isolation and connecting to, to other young people and uh, using yeah, alcohol and other drugs around, uh, you know, trying to help facilitate those connections. And so sometimes problems come out through that. Um, and sometimes people are just looking for different ways to cope um, and sometimes people just want to chat as well. So I don't really have an agenda at all. It's just more just providing safe space for people to access whatever help they want. Yeah. Um, but in terms of how big the problem is, it's I guess what I what I come across is a lot of people who don't you know um, have usually access like those services hide their sexuality and gender. So it's not really no one really records how how large a problem it is because there's this fear that they will get, like, not access to a service if they talk about, like, being trans or something like that in that space. So, um, yeah, that's I think it's still sort of being discovered a bit in terms of how big an issue it is. Open Doors is, just for anyone who doesn't know, um, Open Doors is in the Fortitude Valley. Um, It's really close to the train station. It's about five minutes walk away from the train station. Um, Like... When and how can people like access your services? Oh, that's a great question. I love it. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> approval. <laughs> a <are>. plus stamp. <laughs> we are based in the valley. It's right behind the train station. It's a five minute walk. You go through. You get off at the train or you, or the bus in that area, and, and you walk through the mall, through the car park at the back, and this big sort of council housing building, and we're sort of like behind the back end of this building. Mm-hmm. It's um, near uh, Visible Inc. Yeah. yeah. And so basically we're there uh, um, you know, uh, five, you know, five days of the week uh, doing you know, uh, a lot of like groups and one-on-one supports for young people. Um, and I guess uh, how most people come and see us is they ring up and make an appointment for like, um, we call it, um, like sort of like a, you know, an introduction interview kind of thing, like or like an assessment interview. We sort of try to see what people want from the space and what their support needs are. Some people might need a bit more support. Some people just, you know, they want to, you know, know a friendly doctor or something like that. 
Um, and so often that's usually the best way to um, then you know, get one-on-one support or come and attend a group is uh, just ringing up, making an appointment. So you can do that yourself, have a friend do it for you, have a service provider do it for you. Um, and then we do sort of like sometimes we do large community events like Queerosity where anybody can just come and, and get to meet and know the service. So there's a mixture of, of ways to be a part of the service. Um, and for anyone who's like really worried about like, oh my God, you've got to book an appointment. Um, first of all, I don't think like if you're just doing like drop in and stuff like that, you don't have to book an appointment. Yeah. So that's a really good question. A lot of people wonder, worry about, you know, can I just come to drop in without an appointment? And um, just because we try to really ensure that the space is safe for you and others and that uh, you need, you've got the right supports for each group. We'd like to just get in to meet you for at least 20 minutes before mm. a drop-in. So that's why the appointment is really important. So we can make sure that yeah, you're going to the right group that's right for you. Yeah. Um, rather than, because uh, it can make it a bit, you know, um, so especially if you just sort of, you know, haven't been to a group before, you don't know how open doors works and some of the some of the things we do to ensure safety for other people in the space. Um, it can be a bit tricky to just to walk into that space. So yeah, we um, it's sort of like a safety scaffolding thing, and you get to know the service and you get to know the workers a little bit beforehand. Mm-hmm. You can sort of make an appointment through us through Facebook if you need to. If you're feeling a bit nervous about talking on the phone, um, can um, so and you can come in and if some people do like come in in person and make an appointment and then come back another day for that. Mm-hmm. So that happens a bit too. Yeah, I know that. Like I personally, um, like speaking from experience, I um, like just for everyone out there who again is a little bit worried about the appointments um i walked into my first drop-in session having never gone to open doors before and literally all it is is like they just you guys just need like some information for your records because you guys are government funded so it's like they're not going to do anything with the information they're not going to pass it on they're not going to out you it's okay it's literally just so they can continue to get funding yeah so and and like um basic sort of emergency contact information should you fall over and trip yourself that kind of stuff but saying that we have young people that come in i show them like just a quick form and they go i don't want to fill that out like, okay you don't have to <laughs> so uh and you can still access the space and the service if you don't want to fill out a form you don't feel safe to do that uh, we just talk you through the process and and also if you write down like i do recommend writing down emergency contacts um because like if something happens to you you need someone to contact um but if something does happen to you and open doors does need to ring your emergency contact and you're not out to that emergency contact they will not out you yeah we always check in we always like even have a question next to that on the form that says do we have permission to uh talk to your emergency contact Uh, how do you like to be identified with that person Mm. that's sort of the stuff we check in with uh on the intake and sometimes um we might not always get to that you know, discussion in the first time we chat. We might just have a chat first to get to know you and connect. And then maybe another time we'll do that more, you know, more of a formal process. So it's really our process is more connecting first. Mm. And then we, we might do a, you know, the intake form and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and again, like I want to stress, like Open Doors does a whole range of things. Like um, I have a lot of friends who have gone to Open Doors um, for counselling for certain issues. I think you guys at one point did do just just like blanket mental health counselling. Yeah. Um, as well, um, if you're not comfortable, like going to a GP and getting a mental health plan, they can help fill that out. Um, they can help with. Um, 
counseling for very specific issues like you work specifically with drugs um mm. and um other yeah well substances yeah yeah um and then you guys do a whole bunch of groups um so do you want to can you give me a rundown on all of the different groups and what they do and what they, who they're for yeah sure um so our most like common group is the um it's called the drop-in which is uh on wednesday uh, I think it's every second Wednesday at the moment uh, from, uh, I think, uh, uh, three to six. Don't, I don't know, I could have got that, that wrong by half an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, and you drop in and uh, it's from, yeah, for, yeah, 12 to 17-year-olds. and uh, It's for everyone in the LGBTI community. Uh, often we ask that parents don't come to that, so it's just young people. And then on the weekends, uh, I think it's every second weekend, we have jelly beans which is uh, 12 to 24, and that's for trans and gender-diverse young people. Um, so that's um, that's really, that's probably one of my most popular groups. We have like 15 to 20 young people attend that one. And in the groups we do things like, you know, like last week we made muffins and decorated them. Nice. That, that kind is of stuff. very wholesome. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> uh, we often play board games. Uh, we have a lot of focus on helping young people connect with each other, you know, trying to like uh, like do sort of icebreaker activities or um, so you can sort of, so it's a little bit easier to meet another person in that space and connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, we just let people do their own thing in that space as well. Um, so on top of that, uh, we have an art therapist that runs an art therapy group on Fridays, and uh, we have the Young and Proud group, which is for the uh, eighteen to twenty-four, and they go and do things like uh, you know, volunteer at uh, charity events to go to art exhibitions, and so they sort of get out out and about a bit more. The, than being in the space um and then we do things like we have a, a young person teach other young people music in that space um and then i guess i run a bunch of regional workshops outside of open doors so i run a help run a group uh in redcliffe called saga which is uh for the sort of uh, i think uh 12 to 24 in that space and then i run a group out at uh, turinga and that's 16 to 24 uh sort of lgbti plus in that space as well as well as running a group with Clarence Street, which is a detox service for young young people, and we, uh, so we're sort of trying to encourage uh, connection in spaces outside of the valley as well. Um, so it's not just everybody have to come into the city for mm-hmm. that sort of that experience. Yeah. And what about like um, young people in like domestic violence? Because there's been like a big push with the government at the moment, like doing a like a campaign on you know LGBT domestic yeah. violence situations. Like what? kind of programs do we have yeah so it's a heavily underfunded under-resourced space right now around domestic violence for the young people um so you know open doors will if you come and see us around you know support around that we definitely would uh you know chat with you about some of your support needs and try and make sure you have the right referral pathways to services that we know are friendly and supportive of different identities um however there isn't really much specific lgbt youth dv support that's definitely something that needs advocating for more um so yeah that's that's definitely something that's quite a big issue in the community often um i've always found uh there's a special there's uh, someone's actually developed like a lgbt like circle of power and control wheel that's really good to use when talking about domestic violence in that space um and another really good service i find that's quite useful for talking around those issues that's free uh, is diverse voices which is like the LGBT, LGBT version of uh, Lifeline. And you can call them from 3 to 10 at night and you can 
in your, or you can chat to them like via text kind of service and they're really good at talking you through some of that stuff as well um, other than that um, we'd probably be referring out to like Pacific like mainstream uh, services that have friendly or like have done some training around DV and LGBTI young people yeah one of the good things I find like yeah, as someone who has used I think like every, almost everyone in this room at some point has used an LGBT uh, has used um, an open door service of some kind um, one of the really nice things that you guys do is that you um, yes you guys outsource but you guys kind of do the really tiring work of are they safe like you guys are the ones that kind of put your toes in the water and you're like uh, are these guys gonna be bad no they're good okay we're gonna yes these people are definitely the people that we can go to um which is like yeah if, if anyone's out there and they're like oh like i need to see like a psych or whatever but i don't want to like finding a psych is a difficult process my it's dude very difficult process it's a very yeah, difficult sure. process depending on what your needs are yeah absolutely. um do i recommend that everyone go and see a psych absolutely just do your day Mental health advocation research. here advocation advocacy here um but like yeah if you are really worried about like doing that kind of that kind of work because again it can be quite strenuous um going through open doors um is really helpful um so yeah just go in and be like i need to do this and they'll be like yes we can help you with these things yeah um, yeah because often what we see is uh young people have this experience of um going to a service and just it being really bad or like them you know getting misgendered or uh stuff around your sexuality just just not really playing out that well you know um and then people putting off their health needs going oh i, I don't want to ever see any more doctors if they're going to treat me like this an example that I often share a story is I went to a doctor recently in West End and I said, oh, can I get a certificate for having a cold and feeling sick so I, I can take a day off work? And the second question they asked me is, are my boobs real? And so, you know, I'm not going to go back to that doctor anytime soon. I was really terrified actually oh staying in that space and then getting a certificate. So that's just my experience. And I'm like, you know, been doing this kind of work for years. Um, and I can only imagine like some of the – some of the experiences that I've heard of other young people going through just to, just to see a GP is being probably just as traumatic. So that work about like finding good GPs that don't judge, that mm. get the stuff around pronouns and dead names and stuff, get that right is really important mm. when we make those referrals. Yeah. Mm. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. If again, like I want to advocate for open doors in any such way possible, like you guys are such a, um, staple i think in the brisbane queer youth community you guys do so much good work um and like for uh, for anyone who is outside of the brisbane area who can't quite make it to open doors do you offer anything um yeah um i guess you we do a, a range of different things that we offer outside of the brisbane space like i was saying uh uh, my particular role allows me to do outreach in the Metro North area. So that's like Redcliffe, Caboolture, Bribey Island. Yeah. Uh, and a, another worker called Rocky, uh, she does work in Ipswich, uh, Logan. So those different communities. Um, we have been looking at sort of trying to provide some Skype supports to uh, people. Um, and, you know, some of the training we've been doing includes like we've been doing some stuff with like webinars, uh, which is more like trying to provide training and access to information to service providers and, and, and community that's not just uh, like based in the valley so it's and that's been really powerful as well mm. yeah um so 
Can you give us a rundown on how to, like, if anyone's like, yep, I need to access Open Doors, how would we do it? Great, yeah. So the best way to, if you're thinking about you want to access Open Doors, um, is uh, first, you know, a really good starting point is to have a look on the website, online, opendoors.net.au. And it will tell you some of the programs. You can look at the photos of some of the stuff. Sometimes that helps for some of the anxiety around, oh, who am I going to talk to, what program I want to access. So that will help a lot. Um, then you can send an email. This is an email. If you if you feel like a bit nervous talking on the phone, you can go, can I request an appointment? Or you can just give us a ring on on, on the main phone line mm-hmm. and, uh, and make an appointment that way. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're still feeling a bit shy, you can – you know, get a friend to come along or maybe look at some of the events we do and come along to an event mm-hmm. and just get to know the service a bit there where it's, you know, less, less, mm-hmm. uh, you know, less personal investment and more just, just, just checking out the service from a distance almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I roll it back just very briefly? Absolutely. Um, you can. Talking about pronouns and stuff. I just, I was having this really interesting conversation the other day um, and I won't talk about the context, but this person, um, basically had never met a trans person before and I was like what and so I was kind of trying and and I'm now having to do like a little bit of education and give like a TLDR of like what is trans how do you refer to people but I'm a cis person Mm -hmm. so I was like am I doing this right for my brothers and sisters um (laughs) so I guess like from like a professional perspective how do you like talk to young people that come in how do you talk to them and about asking you know what how would you like to be referred to um, I mean like we've kind of talked about it before but it's yeah. all been a very like personal experience and yeah. I guess like how how did you kind of have that conversation with people without you yeah. know being triggering or like making people uncomfortable because I don't know how to do that yeah that's quite a common question actually a lot of people ask that and so I think um the pronoun talk conversation is sometimes it's more than just a question it's building an environment and a culture where it's safe to ask that question so open doors we do things like um we might do a pronoun game at the like of an introduction and we give people the option of sharing their pronoun or not so that is usually like that's something that uh, builds a culture where it's all the young people are used to that kind of question being asked or talking about pronouns so that helps a lot. Sometimes we'll do a, like a, a name badge as well, and that really helps a lot with people's pronouns on the bottom. So we sort of build it into our culture of how we work. So when we ask the question, it's not as awkward. And we try to ask it in spaces where it, it feels safe to ask as well. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. It's, you can be in a social space where it, maybe it's not the safest place to ask that. Um, and another thing we do is, um, yeah, we, you know, we are even something as simple as our email signatures uh, uh, when we and you know, have our pronouns and we have a little link you can find out what pronouns are about so I think when you talk about pronouns it's it's actually a huge like you know it's a, it's a multifaceted thing about how do you build the culture where it's it's the norm um, and even practicing it so often saying if we have to ask someone about the pronoun we say why okay hey we really like for us to you know make sure we respect every young person when we walk in we want to use the right pronoun from the start so would you you know this is my end would you like to share yours? If not, that's okay. So you could do it as simple as that. So the biggest thing is we find we find is if uh, do you have to ask? Uh, if so, uh, you know, give a good reason to, as to why you're asking. You know, because you can provide a better service. It's best practice, or this is just a how we the standard of how we run our 
you know, our service or how we like to interact with the young people. Cool. So, yeah, that, yeah, wonderful. Um, can we also, jumping back again, we're doing a lot of jumping at the moment. Um, can I ask about curiosity and what curiosity entails? Can I call you out? Um, so I know about Curiosity because um, Jonathan, um, Jonathan performed there this year. That big old hunk of spunk. Yeah, damn straight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know about Curiosity because Jonathan performed there this year. Um, and I have a feeling that it's like a fair day. And unfortunately, I was actually too busy with uni work to go. But yeah, can you give me a rundown on what it actually entails and where it is and stuff like that? Yeah, um, so it's a once a year event, we, um, and actually we hadn't run it for a few years until just recently this year. So that was a, like, you know, quite a new thing to, to get, sort of have, get back on the radar again. Um, and it is basically a large, like like a Pride Fair Day, but for young people. And um, we have basically entertainment and um, activities run by and for uh, young people. So we had uh, you know, amazing Jonathan performing on stage Beautiful as well as little bean as well Look as at them <laughs> you can't see them but we can <laughs> as well as like a collection of other super talented young people and you know um having young people be able to see their themselves on stage and you know just perform amazingly and and, and um you know it's like it's when you see yourself in those spaces it helps you feel connected it helps you feel uh less alone and it helps you feel like actually like yeah, there is there is a society and a, and a space for me, so that's I think curiosity helps bring those feelings or help people connect in that way. Um, I guess one of the things I did this year, curiosity, was I I helped uh, make sure there was um, some skateboards and skate shoes to paint in the space. Uh, some other people ran like a tarot card workshops. Oh, I love kind of tarot cards. Yeah. 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 Um, you're not queer if you're not into <laughs> astrology. Um, so we do things. Tarot cards on astrology. Sorry. <laughs> Same kind of vein. Um, there was a really wonderful clothes swap uh, space there. We had young people uh, sell and make their own arts and crafts in that space, like so badges and post uh, jackets and paintings. So it was like a craft share and swaps kind of space, um, as well as information booths like Headspace was there, and you know the anti, you know the human. Uh, Any discrimination commission was there, and so all those services you can check in with and, and get to know as a young person as well. Where did you host it? Uh, I think it was the Tivoli this year, which was oh, pretty amazing venue. Previous years we've done it in churches or in in parks. Uh, the Tivoli was really, I think, added a lot to the atmosphere, and we had like like That's a very wholesome. Yeah. yeah, it was full on stage. Like I last time I went to the Tivoli was to you know watch. Um, you know, like a major rock star perform in that space. So to see young people have that space was really amazing. The Tivoli is a beautiful venue. Yeah, it's mm. like absolutely like gorgeous. industry standard. Yeah. So that would have been really cool. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. How did you get – my question is how do you get into churches? Well, uh, that's a really good question. Because <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. like, I will burst into <laughs> flame. <laughs> yeah, there, you know, and admittedly like in, our, in, in, in the gay, lesbian, transgender community, there has been a lot of really negative history and still is with churches and religions. Um, saying that though, there are some churches that really are stepping up and wanting to make a change. Uh, like, uh, And they approach us and go, hey, we want to actually make our church safe space. We want to actually support young people. And they often will do things like f- fundraisers and, and, and give lots of money to helping young people in our space. 
tearing uh, up a little bit. Again and again. So that's not every church, but yeah, that's definitely lots of churches are, are reaching out and actually going, hey, we actually want to show our love to the whole of the LGBTI community. And um, so this is important to us. So that, that I, uh, like, I think I think one of the big ones we work with, like uh, St. John's um, is a big one we work with. Um, and yeah, MCC, I think, which is another one. Uh, and I could name, you know, there's probably a couple of dozen in the city that really are proactive and wanting to actually challenge some of that stuff. Indrapilly Uniting Church will do same-sex weddings as well. Mm. Just as a hot tip for y'all. Mm. But, yeah. Oh, that's very wholesome. I didn't yeah. know that was even happening. Um, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. Um, for everyone out there in podcast listening land, I so recommend – like, if you can't pick up, like, how much I recommend this service – I recommend this service. Please go to Open Doors. I love them all very dearly. You're such like um, you and Chris and Bridget. You're all wonderful people. Rocky, you're all wonderful. Um, Wholesome, blessed beings. Yeah, you're wonderful. So much um, good stuff is going on at Open Doors. Um, also, um, for anyone, I, I just want to make a little side note in saying that like um, if you go to Open Doors and Open Doors isn't open, but you still want like a space, like, like I said before, right next to it is Visible Ink, which is a space that um, young people between the ages of 12 and 24 can access um, anywhere, anytime between, I think, 12 o'clock on Wednesdays to 5. Yeah, and book rooms. Um, So, like... For free. The low, low price of free. And camera gear and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. very cool stuff, yeah. Yeah. And even a sound studio. Yeah, there's a dancing Mm. studio. Book it online. Yeah. um, Meeting rooms. Yeah. Yeah. So much good stuff out there. Do you Um, have any last thoughts? Yeah, I just thought uh, you asked that question about pronouns and stuff before, and I just wanted to, I guess, reiterate. You know, um, there's a lot to remember around pronouns, and I and um, I guess you know, the biggest thing. Sometimes you might get it wrong, and I get it wrong, and um, I just sort of acknowledge it and go, "Hey, actually, what's I? You know, I apologize for that. What's the what pronoun should I be using? So, and that's the better thing to do rather than ignore it. That kind of stuff. I just wanted to share that. Yeah, yeah. yeah always. Because, yeah, I have the same thing. Like, I've, I think I've talked about this before a lot. We've had people on the podcast and I will misgender them by accident because, like, they have a feminine name or, like, mm-hmm. you know, and all those misconceptions you got to challenge and it's just, like, uh, and you feel really gross and icky for yeah. doing it because you know that that kind of makes people feel really gross and icky. So it's nice, it's nice to have that put out there in the world. Yeah. Um, just be nice. Don't yeah. be a dick. Uh, good lord um thank you so much for coming in and talking to us today about open doors um do you have any like last minute validations Validations. that you'd like to throw out into the world um yeah i guess some of the biggest things i I, the thing i think about uh most is uh you know sometimes you know coming out as you know or actually talking or exploring feelings around being gay lesbian trans pan brother boy sister girl intersex uh can can sometimes be the most terrifying experience in your life and you know i found when i was young about 19 and i was tr- coming out as a transgender woman it was i was terrified and it was it's a life and death thing for me at that time and it, it really does make a difference when you do get to meet someone like in a service like open doors and it, it's validating, it's affirming, and it's accepting of who you are. Um, and people do care about you and do want you to you know, get the best health and the best life. 
uh, and really striving every day to make sure that you you can get that to get to that spot. I guess that's all I had to say. Yeah. yeah, I love it. You have a very peaceful energy. You brought us right back down to <laughs> to like a normal level. You managed, you managed to box <laughs> in. Mani- you managed to box me in. I'm here for it. It's a very peaceful yeah. vibe we've got going yeah. on today. Um, for everyone out there in podcast listening land, um, thank you so much for joining us for the last half hour, however long we've been talking. Um, let the peaceful vibes just wash over yeah, you for a moment. The, just sit the, for a moment. Let, let, the, it, yeah. let it wash over you. Take care of yourselves. Remember to drink water. Take your meds. Wash your work uniform. Remember that you are loved, cared for, and valid, and that if you need to access your these services, you're completely valid in doing so and we thoroughly recommend it get it get it until next time my friends Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.